What up, what up, what up, y'all? I am your host, Young Smooth. Y'all already know what it is. S-M-O-O-V-E. Yeah, that's me. Y'all already know what it is, what it give. Yeah, me. Get it. Um, so, I'm going to get through what's been going on this week because the bottom topic that I have to get through is massively important. And I probably should have wrote it down, but I'm going to kind of go off of heart in the way that I feel about some of this shit because it's pretty it's pretty bad but for the most part y'all know where y'all can find me you can find me on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Instagram and X originally known as Twitter we're not going into why I feel the way I do about Twitter anyway um, my new listens so there have been many new listens lately um, Moonwalker and Shawnee G wind for me Wine for me. I said win for me. Wine for me is a new favorite. Um, Jay Valentine has a new single out called The Day After. And if you're not listening to R&B Money with Tank, excuse me, with Tank and Jay Valentine, y'all definitely need to check that out. Um, Dreaming is a very uplifting and inspiring song by T-Pain. Uh, Water Whipping with Smoke Bulga and Rick Ross um, is a great single. I do like it because they actually sample Black Rob's Wool. Rest in peace to Black Rob. Um, and Lettucey has a new one out called uh, Perfect Stranger featuring Kenny Lattimore. So some good singles to definitely check out this week. Um, those are some songs that I have listened to in addition to projects that I have listened to. So first off, let's start off with Kanye and Ty Dolla Sign. Um, <laughs> it's interesting, <laughs> but it is. De- Here's the thing: it kind of feels like classic yay in some parts, mixed with what we're getting now. So it's a little weird. Apparently, it's supposed to be a multi-project project. It's called Vultures One. Um, so apparently, there's supposed to be more that's coming. I'm not, I'm not ready. <laughs> I was not, this was something that I definitely was not prepared for. Um, also, um, Usher, we are going to talk about Usher. We are going to talk about Usher, the Usher Bowl. We're definitely going to go there, but make sure you guys download and stream his new album coming home. I think it's going to be the album of the summer. I think that it is giving perfect timing. Um, there are a couple of bops already that I'm feeling. Of course, the one with him and Summer Walker and 21 Savage. Good Good is one of my favorites. Um, I like Cold Blooded. I like um, ATL Girl. ATL Girl is a smash. Let me tell you something. ATL Girl for me, I think, will be a smash. Period. It's because it's one of those songs that, one, it has such an old, old sample to it. And two, it also um, is one of those things that it makes you feel like yesteryear where you could replace ATL Girl with a Chi-Town Girl, a B-More Girl, any kind of girl you could kind of put in that in that retrospect um even though more of the stuff that he's talking about in it is atlanta but it just kind of feels like you can rep your girls from your particular area code in that way um and lastly which we will talk about this too beyonce has also come out with her country 
announcement that Act 2 is coming. It is uh, part of the three-part trilogy. It And I'll repeat that again, of course. Um, and it is coming as of March 29th. So we got a little bit less than a, um, a month and a half to go at this point, which is, which is going to be great. Like, I like what she's doing. And someone, I was watching something on the internet, or well, I say watching or reading, depending on what form I was taking it in. Um, where they were kind of talking about like how she's recreating or re um, not even reimagining, but like taking back black genres. Like even though house music isn't technically all black and wasn't all black in the Renaissance, she highlighted black LGBT culture in that and used a lot of, of like the ballroom culture and that scene in the Renaissance. And I, I'm very happy that the beehive is out here. Like, look, check this out. We rated the, the go in the paint. Beyonce deserves to be on country radio stations because this is a, this is country. Like the two songs that dropped were Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages. Baby, country is not my thing. I will be a hundred percent honest with you. It is not my thing. However, that 16 carriages hit my spirit just a little bit differently. Uh, Texas Hold'em is nice too. It's definitely a hold down kind of bop, but 16 carriages is, is that one. All right. So those are the main lessons. Once again, we'll go through it. It is, uh, we got Moonwalker, Jay Valentine, Usher, Kanye West, and Ty Dolla Signs, uh, T Pain, um, Smoke Bugla, Bugla, whatever, and Rick Ross, um, Lettucey, and of course, Beyonce. So make sure y'all check out those. Those are some of my new favorites that are in my new rotation. All right. Getting into Ratchet and Ridiculousness, because I guess I'm going to probably end up closing this out with complete Ratchet and Ridiculousness. We're going to go into the first thing, which was Kanye West and Ty Dolla Signs, uh, Vultures 1 is here, but unfortunately, in the beginning, it was not on Spotify. Kanye West and Ty Dolla Size have finally released the first initial of their joint project. Thought it is miss. I'm sorry, that was missing from the world's most popular streaming platform on Friday, February 9th, right around when the duo was having their listening party in New York City, Vulture One went on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Tidal, but not Spotify. As of now, it's unclear why the 16-track package hasn't made its way to the Swedish app. I, when, baby, I'm out here blinging the shit. Okay. <laughs> this is how I, I always try to make it a point to turn off my shit, but I, I forgot. Um... So as of now, it's unclear why the 16 track package hasn't made its way to the Swedish app and fans don't seem too thrilled about it either. Quote, if Spotify blocks it, doesn't allow Ye to release it on their platform, I'm leaving, quote, quote, one person on a Reddit thread, which is probably not great. Um, Spotify states, um, that they have now actually released the track. So the track should be on Spotify as of now, which is great. Um, so I'm not quite sure. Okay. So I'm not quite sure why Spotify didn't, but I also believe I understand why Spotify didn't. And I think that the main reason that they didn't is because 
this shit this shit get a little messy if i listen to the whole thing and if you listen to some of them tracks it gets a little convoluted in the way in which um kanye talks it's it's about like it's overly misogynistic towards women um and i think kanye gets more of the flack because it Ty Dollar Signs is more the hook than there is, you know, than there is actually Ty Dollar Signs kind of like rapping in a certain kind of way. Um, so I, and, and it, it seems, it seems more like a Kanye project. It does seem a little unhinged. It does seem all over the place. And it's like, what are, what are we listening to? Now, I will say there are some songs that kind of are, Okay, you gotta give give credit where credit is due. Um, Spotify not putting it on its platform. I, I agree with them on that. I agree that they probably had to wait a little bit longer because they want to still have a reputable platform. Um, I believe that everything else dropped it because that's just usually what they do. Um, Spotify is actually becoming a leader, to be honest with you, if you really think about it, in you know, downloadable content. Like, you can do a little bit of everything on Spotify. Like, I'm on Spotify. <laughs> you, you know, you can get all your podcasts on Spotify. You can get your books on, on on Spotify now. You can get your music on Spotify. You can visually um, watch your podcast on Spotify as well. So, I mean, there's so much that the platform is doing than some of the other platforms. Now, not to say that other platforms don't have that because Apple Music definitely does. Um, you know, Tidal does as well, if I'm not mistaken. I, and I'll be honest with y'all, as much as that is such a great platform, I don't know know too many people who be like you know what i gotta renew my title subscription surprisingly enough so as a giant in the um in in the streaming category i honestly believe that it's a little bit it 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 just behooved them to be like hey you know what let me wait a minute because this is kanye and i ain't 100 percent sure so i definitely see that being a thing Moving forward, as we talked about earlier, Beyonce announces new album in Super Bowl commercial. <clears throat> the pop star used a Verizon ad to tell fans fresh music was on the way. Um, a country themed follow up to Renaissance, to Renaissance, which she referred to as Act Two, will arrive on March 29th. Beyonce had 29 credit 2002 album Renaissance was part of a three-part act um, is coming in March, quoted Billboard. The New York Times, after days of speculation and online sleuthing by fans, just another week in the world of fans, Beyonce used her appearance in a Super Bowl commercial on that Sunday to announce that she would be soon releasing new music. Um... In the Verizon ad, if you have not seen it, um, it ran with Tony Hall about doing something that would break the internet. In the Verizon ad, she goes through many uh, different things that would break the internet. Beyonce having a lemonade stand, Beyonce I, um, a Barbie-like figure calling Barbay, and also her, you know, running for for president. Um, she then ends with drop the new music before the commercial ends. 
Um, soon after Beyonce's website updated with the announcement that the new album in uh, identified as Act 2 would be released on March 29th. It appears to be the second part of Beyonce's Renaissance album project and perhaps one of a country theme given the sound look and new songs Texas Hold'em and 16 Carriages that quickly appeared online. Um, no, did anyone else also notice that she also slightly shaded Nikki just a little bit? I know that I, know that I said I wasn't going to say that, but I have to just a little bit. Um, <clears throat> and I say that because when she got into the Barbie thing and they were like, the AI was like, hey, how about Barbie? And she kind of was like, hmm. I was like, ooh, ooh, is, is, is there some tension there? Was, was that a little bit of a diss? I don't know, in a whole commercial that, that mad people saw, like, is Beyonce not fucking with Nicki no more? Hmm. I'm just going to start a pot on that. Um, however, <laughs> I also read a lot of the comments, especially about this. They was like, girl, you couldn't have waited like another 24 hours to drop this announcement. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't have waited and let Usher have his moment. But Beyonce does have a tendency to do that. She definitely has a tendency to um, shine on other people's moments. You know what I'm saying? Because when she said world stop, carry on. She meant that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, she literally, she meant that shit. So she does that quite frequently. Um, however, it, it was very smart. It was a very big business move. It made financial sense. It, it, it was going to elevate the next act. It made sense. The Super Bowl, what a amazing platform to do it, especially if you're not performing it and you're in a commercial and we barely hear you speak or act as there as it is but we get a whole minute and 30 some odd commercial minute and 30 seconds some odd commercial with you and it's like oh okay wait a minute the girl yeah the girl got chops okay cool she can she can still move and groove with it i do wish that she would have waited just so usher could have had his moment um but all in all i am very very excited for this next act i actually started kind of before the the whole theme of oh it might be country it might be country i kind of started getting into country music a little bit more because sometimes when you listen to it it has some amazing stories it's very heartfelt you know despite that what i don't want in this new journey for her to cross the country which is fine because you have to think about it this is a texas girl this is a southern girl this you know so country in its element is in her what I don't want is them to try to whitewash it because that seems what some stations have already been doing where they're like, oh, we won't play it because the the artist's original genre is not country is what they're saying. However, the thought process should be country like anything else, just like we've let many people into our culture which again many people will sit here and speculate and say well country music in general was a black was a black culture was was from our black culture which is very true especially the the history of the banjo um i think that beyonce is so smart it is ingenious and if the third act is rock I, I'm here for it. I also believe, and I have a speculation, that this, these three acts, and I've said this from the beginning, and I thought about this, these three acts are the retirement acts. And I hate to say it, 
I hate to say it. I'm not saying that this girl is not giving her all, but if you listen to 16 Candles, 16 Candles has this level of finality that is just like, like it's gearing up. Like you're still going to get a whole project. You may even get a whole, we might even get another tour. I I would want her not to because I'm like, hey, hey, sis, you ain't got to prove nothing to nobody. You can have a seat, <laughs> you know, give it a minute. But we've also have not gotten the visuals either. So I don't know if that means everything's going to drop it all, all in one time. I'm excited for this ride. I think that even with like Renaissance, Renaissance had to grow on me. Like it was, it, it wasn't my favorite. I was like, uh, okay. I understood, I understood what the magnitude of Renaissance was. I understood that Renaissance was a cultural shift. You know what I mean? I understood that. I just was like, oh, it's not for me. However, comma, because two things can be true at the same time. It was originally not for me, but it did eventually grow on me. So Renaissance is 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 that one. Um, I think that the country one is going to get with me a little bit more. I'm going to feel the the country a little bit more because it's going to be, I, I feel like it's going to have um, and I could be wrong, but I think it's going to have elements of the country, but it's going to have the blues. It's going to have the twang. It's going to have, um, it's going to have soul. So I think that this might be a little bit more up my speed and up my alley. Um, in addition, I want us to realize that Beyonce is not the first black person to be in country um and is not the first person even in a more relevant state that has done country because in all honesty we must give props to k michelle k michelle has done country really in since the inception of her career and even with the songs that she does like even if you listen to vsop VSOP technically could be a country song. If you really listen to the twang of it, the way that she sings it, you know what I'm saying? And not to mention the fact that um, K. Michelle yodels. So that's going to always draw something to that country arena as well. So again, super excited about this. We only have, you know, like less than a month and a half to to go and Beyonce had been teasing this for a while since the since the Renaissance tour ended and she had been in you know like cowboy stuff all the time and cowboy hats and all of the prints or whatever so she had been teasing this for for quite a while and I wonder if I wonder huh something just occurred to me I wonder if the clues had always been in her Ivy Park drops huh because there was a rodeo one that was in the ivy park drive um i don't know what would have really been for what renaissance was um hmm. i'm interested to see i'm interested to see you see beyonce she's so cryptic she's so fucking cryptic but i love it um let me let me just uh preface this by saying for this next story uh Keep your keep your wigs glued and fastened because Usher left the internet in ashes. He burnt the whole shit down. He let it burn, okay? Um <clears throat> if you missed the Super Bowl, you missed the Usher Bowl. Baby, when I tell you that forty five year old man has not missed a beat and 
even seems like he is aging backwards. Okay. <laughs> when I tell you that that halftime performance was a halftime performance for the ages. Now, I will say that the guests really showed the trajectory and and the authenticity of his career. <clears throat> However, um, somewhere along the line, and I apologize, y'all, because I'm just kind of getting over a cold. So if you kind of hear my voice going in and out, that's kind of what's happening. Um, and you may hear me drink this water because you know what? That's why I love y'all because y'all understand. Okay. Mm. Mm. So... There we go. That's a little bit more moistness. So, um, yeah. So, as we talk about the guest, Alicia Alicia Keys, Alicia Keys, body down, face face card would never decline. Looks amazing, and she telling y'all you ain't even got to wear no makeup. Now I think she put on a little bit though, but not a lot. You ain't got to put on a whole bunch of makeup. But she looked amazing. Gorgeous. Body is still banging. Like an 808. <laughs> this is where the shade come in. Our, uh, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Why you ain't hit the first note of the song that you wrote? Or not even that you really wrote. But the song that you perform on a regular basis why you ain't hit that first note and that first note was scratchy as shit and then if you go back on Apple I believe I honestly want to say I feel like they fixed it cause I heard that shit the night of that's why you had to be watching it the night of and I'm like huh I feel like they may have fixed that note um I'm not sure why Jermaine Dupree looked like a penguin and you tried to play that off that you had Louis Vuitton socks. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all Negro something. Just because it costs money don't mean that you need to wear it. Okay? Because that nigga was looking like Professor Oswald Cobblepot from Batman in some shorts. I'm confused. And I know it's... <laughs> I understand it was Las Vegas inside, but I'm confused on what the fuck you got on. It, the shit is killing me. Um, <clears throat> And he just... He, he looked... He, he just, it looked bad. <laughs> I don't give a shit how you. I'm not wearing no, these socks with no goddamn pockets and a pearl. Why do the socks have? Why do the socks have pockets and a pearl? And then you wore them with penny loafers like you Michael Jackson and shit. I'm so confused. Whose night was it? Okay, but Usher. Okay, uh, look, look. Let's before I go into that. You also had Little John and Will I Am and Ludacris come out as well. Um. Usher put on a goddamn show, okay? Usher put on a show from beginning to motherfucking end. Do you hear me? Um, I, I almost thought that he... And really, as he was running through the time, I really almost thought that he was not going to roller skate. And I was like, shit. I also watched, outside of this, I watched the Vogue um, um styling shoot of him getting ready for the Super Bowl and I watched a lot of stuff of that from him getting ready for the Super Bowl when I tell you I like the level of confidence in his pieces and the way he he they addressed it how they turned pieces that were once feminine and made them masculine especially like the in the beginning with the all white 
and the selection for that jacket and that jacket piece coming off and then the vest and the vest was uh originally a bodice piece of a, an original dress um which was i think versace if i'm not mistaken that's what they said but it they also tailored it to be more masculine and and then i think they took away the drip the drip jewels for it and ended up um changing you know changing that out i loved the the whole idea of you know the play on how he does fashion so i love that um i've watched him you know talk about how this within 30 years you know like he he's culminated all of this and to have the last two years as a as a las, a las vegas residency for him i think that was awesome i think that was well planned and it made it just made sense um i think that he i i mean i'm so excited because the usher concert baby <laughs> Baby, the Usher concert is the next concert that I'm going to. Now, the first one is the Nicki Minaj concert, and I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I am still going. I, I don't. I don't care how unhinged she is right now. She says she started working on it. She's been working on it for quite a while. I want to see what it give. I'm going to do. I'm gonna treat it like I, I did Beyonce when I went to the On the Run Two tour. I did not go to Renaissance. I'm going to you know hold off on seeing a whole bunch of things on the internet and make my own view. So you will not get that until april i won't really talk about that until april um until after i go so i am thoroughly thoroughly excited about usher is also coming to my city and then not only that he's coming to the city not for one day no 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 he is coming for two two dates do you hear me i am so excited the last time that i got a chance to see usher because i really did want to go to vegas to see the show because i heard that the show was just everything but the last time i went to go see usher was during the confession store so for this to be full circle i, I think it's gonna be great because i think that especially when especially when artists have like new albums out um all except for beyonce because i because the renaissance one was Focus. There was a club renaissance moment. So if you didn't really get into renaissance, you got kind of lost within that. But there were also, you know, there was a mixture of new and old. So no artist is just going to do all of the new without giving you what you love because this is what got them there. You want to, they want to remind you of why you love them. So you're going to get those things in it. Um, this new album that Usher has is already hitting on all cylinders. Like, I'm loving some of the songs. I'm loving some of the Afrobeat influences, you know, on the song, just the R&B portions of the song. It does lend to a lot of unfaithfulness. I will say that it, it definitely lends itself to a lot of unfaithfulness. But Usher did his thing, his big one on this album. Now, back to the Super Bowl. When I tell you this man sang, the mic was on he danced and he did wardrobe changes you know like he had oh and you know what shout out to her i forgot i forgot to put that out there shout out to her because her guitar skills were on 1000 
Everybody was on that night. The Super Bowl, like, let me tell you something. I ain't give a shit about the Super Bowl. If the Ravens wasn't in the Super Bowl like they were supposed to be, but that is a whole nother conspiracy for a whole nother day. Uh, look at the colors of the, and watch it. The NFL is going to stop doing this now, but look at the colors of what the, uh, what the Super Bowl color is supposed to be. It was coincidental that it happened to be purple and red this year, but it ended up being all red and gold. Once we got to the Super Bowl, hmm. And previous years before that, the colors have also matched the teams that are playing in the Super Bowl. Just saying. However, if I sound bitter, because I am. Uh, but like I said, the Ravens were not in it. So at that particular point, nobody gave a fuck. I was there for Usher. I was there for Usher. Um, it was it was the best 13 minutes. And um, it... it it hyped me up about this album. It hyped me up about um, not only this album, but the tour, um, and just hyped me just just in the revi- in, in the revising of his career. Like, yo, his career is is unmatched. It is unmatched. It is. It he. I won't say. I will. I will always give Beyonce the level of of Michael Jackson. That I will give. Beyonce is the Michael Jackson of our time. Um, you know, she's thought provoking and, uh, amazing in the retrospect on the way in which she does stuff. Um, she's, she does stuff for us. And Michael always did things. And when I say does stuff for us, I mean just in a way of making us think. Like, I, my top performers in the in the way of making us think would have to be Beyonce, Michael Jackson, and Prince. Because if you can make me think in your music, it gives me carte blanche to say, you know what? I have to have that. I have to make sure that that's in my repertoire. I need to have it. And I'm going to say that everything that Beyonce did in the beginning was like that. But especially now with the artistic pieces, once we got to like um, self-titled and now, like all of that has been a epic movie. And you've you curated and really thought about Black. And I love that. Now, as far as Usher is concerned, I love that the career has been so solid and ups, downs, in-betweens, even about to get kicked off a goddamn label. You know, his um, his career has been solid. So once again, super excited. The tour is coming to Baltimore in August. Um, I think there are two tour dates with it. I just can't remember what they are offhand, but definitely make sure that you go and get your tickets. Um, I will definitely be here for whatever this country title album is for Beyonce. It was technically the Beyonce Super Bowl <laughs> commercial and Usher's halftime for me. I ain't give a fuck about the Chiefs. I ain't give a fuck about the 49ers. It wasn't the Ravens. It don't matter. Um, so moving on in my final topic, my final topic may cover and actually kind of cut the whole show. Um, cause I just felt like I had to get it off my chest because this is, it's one of those moments where you got to sit up in your goddamn seat. Okay. <clears throat> um, so if anybody is not aware, um, I am from Baltimore. I'm from Baltimore. Um, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. And we have some 
just phenomenal talent that's coming out here. First of all, before I go into this, shout out to Jess Hilarious. Congratulations on getting that spot at the Breakfast Club. You deserve it. And I think that you're going to flip some things on its edge. I like Jess because I feel like, and I hope that with this next topic that Jess never falls into this, um, I hope that you're, you give your son, I think it's, his name is, was it Ashton? I think it's Ashton. Is it Ashton? I think so. I'm going to call him Ash because I don't want to mispronounce your son's name. I hope that you give him all the love that he deserves. Um, I hope that you never chase the bag so much that you're not forgetting that your number one job and your number one priority was a mother. And I don't believe that that would be the case because we've seen in the trajectory of your career that it was never like that. Um, so that leads me to my topic. <laughs> my topic is Monique. So Monique recently did an interview on Club Shay Shay. Um, she talked about a lot of stuff. She also talked about stuff that we are well aware of and we've heard 101 times. Um, but yeah, she did once again touch on the Tyler Perry and Monique and, you know, the reconciling with Lee Daniels. She also shouted out T.S. Madison. Also shout out to T.S. Madison. Um, I can't wait to see Les Maisons. So I am a, I'm a big T.S. Madison fan. Yes, I am. I, I love, I love me some T.S. Madison. That motherfucker is she. She is hilarious. She is hilarious. So I watch me. I, that's my girl. I watch T.S. Madison. Um, and yes, these things have happened. You have reconciled with Lee Daniels. You still have issues with Oprah and Tyler Perry and that they lied on your career. They cost you hella money. All of these things are true. This is very, very true. This is not something that is not for public, not one for public consumption. This is fine. Um, I wanted to even get on here to originally backtrack because if you look in the, if you look back into some other episodes in like 2018 and 2019 and even 2020 or whatever, when we were kind of talking about Monique and Monique had been a hot topic and had touched on it for quite a while, um, you know, we were very much so like, Mo, why don't you just take this money and da 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 and be quiet? So when her stance was originally on the money, I understood. I, I I didn't I didn't understand. I actually fell into the the original trap of why don't you just take the money and just be quiet? And it's more money than anybody else will see in their lifetime. All of those things are also true. However, people have to grow. Um, and with that, I want to apologize. Even whether she ever hears this or not, I would like to apologize to Monique for not standing in the gap and saying, you know what, sister, you're right. You're absolutely 100% right. They do need to pay you what you're worth. If you are a legend, then you should be getting what the legends are making. This is 100% correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cracking my knuckles because I'm, I'm on my shit. Um, then, fast forward, somewhere in this interview... She also speaks about her children. She speaks about her four children. Now, there's a level of misconstrued about misinformation somewhere about how many children she has or her and Sydney have together, which Sydney, for those who don't know, is her manager, a.k.a. daddy. 
That shit is disgusting me, and we're going to get to it. Um, so she also goes on and, um, you know, kind of talks about her estranged relationship with her son. And, um, she's talking about the oldest son, Shalon. Okay, cool. I remember her talking about Shalon before. I remember her talking about Shalon in one of the, um, in one of the standups. I actually still have that standup on DVD. You know what I'm saying to you? So I'm like, all right, cool. That's, that's what's up. Um, you know, you're just trying to mend defenses with him. You know, your relationship with him is, is estranged. This, that, and the third. Cool. Your man, manager, daddy, husband, Sydney, gets online with you and kind of really dismisses this child as not being, like, not being his child or, you know, stating that he only, that they only have three children and kind of almost implementing that you're leaving the other child on the wayside, which is the oldest child. Um, I don't particularly care for that. I, I don't. I, and every time I want to fight and ride with Monique, it be shit like this that I have a problem with. I have a major problem with this, especially when you come from when I come from a blended family. You know what I'm saying? Not by choice, not by design. It just kind of it just kind of is what it is. Niggas was out here. I get that. Okay. And things don't always work. And um it it is what it is. You know what I'm saying to you? However, um I just I don't know if and I'm choosing my words wisely because I just I don't want to initially jump out there like that. Um, but I don't know how much Sydney is doing for her career. We sit back and you want to paint this narrative of, oh, look at Monique and she got a black man that's doing well by her and, and he's standing beside her and this, that and the third when others didn't. Understandable. I get that. But when does that not become almost like a the Florence Nightingale syndrome where you're in love with technically your abuser? So Sydney may not physically abuse her. Sydney may not quote unquote emotionally abuse her. But he does it in a verbal way that if you really listen to what he says, you would be like, huh, you're gaslighting the shit out of us. You do it to us, and then you allow you allow her to just simmer with it's like for those that don't know, I'ma let I'ma let this play because this this joint is at 1.9 million and it's crazy. And this is Shalon's first response and it's about 10 minutes long um of what he said now break through with that with any commentary as we go through it as well I guess I'd 
felt the need to make this video to just provide some context into this false narrative about her praying to the universe in order to reconcile our relationship or whatever the hell it is. Um, I wrote it all down so that way I don't go all over the place and get emotional or anything like that. I can, so I'm going to talk like I'm reading a script, but it's just going to help me kind of stay together. Um, but uh, to address the uh, Club Shisha interview that she did where she states that she prays to the universe in regards to reconciling our relationship, as I stated, um, is odd. Uh, my mother and I both know that that is a very false narrative, and I would like to free her of having to continue telling that lie. Faith without work is dead, and neither one of us cares to put forth any effort to reconcile with the other. Uh, we are separate, as she put it, because she. Okay, let's let's. I'm gonna stop right there because that young man says something that is powerful and palatable. Faith without work is dead Sister Monique if you do not want to build a relationship with this young man after you went to go chase the fame and chase the bag you are 100% wrong and you want us to sit back and stand up in our truths but you're not standing up in yours and for that that is a problem care to be my mother any more than I care to be her son. Neither one of us uh, has had the desire to reach out to the other in a very long time, and I don't think that either of us anticipates that feeling ever returning. Speaking with my mother directly in my experience will either lead to some odd newfound moment of clarity in regards to how she was as my mother, or she retreats back to daddy to move forward with a conversation, and I'm tired of hearing my mother's truths. Um, newsflash, I'm not sure if people know, but standing in your truth doesn't make you noble. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if people are aware of that. Uh, but responding this way, I feel as though it allows me to say my piece uninterrupted um, to those wondering. Well, I had to pause again because I feel like that is a trigger. I feel like that is the generation that is before my generation. And this is part of the problem of what you what you have done. And again, I want to tread lightly because my thought process is this. It. People are very hard to say, well, you don't have kids and you don't know and da 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 da. That's very true. But what you fail to realize is that I'm also this man. I'm also that child. I've also been that child. And I'll go more into that after he finishes. However, um, and not with my mother, but with my father. And I will go into that. However, it's very triggered for a lot of us who have had parents or have watched uh, our cousins, our brothers and sisters go through it where one portion of your life wasn't quite what you wanted. But now you had this child and you put it in the middle and you got all this trauma and you fucking bring your trauma to your child. But then when they get the balls to speak about it, oh, they being ungrateful. They this, that and the third. And Shalon's going to touch more on that. I'm going to let Shalon speak. Well, I say something now. Call it a form of therapy for me, I suppose. Um, but when her daddy had intentionally state, stated that they have three sons, but his wife is on the Internet talking about the fourth son in a video that has millions of views, that rubbed me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, to inform a 
so real quick so you talked about three sons when in te- in in the technicality so Sydney's online talking about three sons she goes on Club Shay Shay and talks about four because Shalon is her son that is very true but you can't keep whitewashing this narrative when it's convenient for you hmm that you are not interested in being a mother at a time when that kid is the only kid that has the potential to lead a child to believe that you are not interested in them specifically. Uh, But to take it a step further, you also admit, my mother had also admitted to me that she didn't do the best job that she could do. Um... Which would also make one begin to question, you know, all of your past decisions and prior emotional interactions. But to be completely honest and fair, um, you know, those were things that I was willing to get over. You know, nobody's perfect. We're all human. But my mother showed a clear lack of humility, compassion, and consideration when taking any level of accountability for those things. Um, My mother does a fantastic job of acknowledging a lot of things but she doesn't take accountability very well and anything that she may take true accountability for it's only at her convenience uh, in my experience um but if i had to guess though her interest in being a mother probably started around the time that she married her daddy and had his children um but that let's let's pause that right there for a quick second because that's the thing um let me let me say this. That is the most incestual shit I've ever heard in my motherfucking life. That shit. Let me tell you something. And he's going to say it in the second one, which I'm going to play as well, because I still have a lot of thoughts and I want to end it with something that happened to me and how that reconciles with everything. Um, How disgusting is it and again I ain't just throwing shade on Monique to throw shade on Monique but how fucking disgusting is it to say that this man raised you I I I want to I want people to understand that when you come to any relationship you need to be as fully developed as you are personally because all you are doing with this person at this particular point is trauma bonding and Sydney plays and placates you on that trauma and, and, and allows it and allows it and allows it and here's the thing brother because you use big sophisticated words and you speak slowly <laughs> I just want to let you know something that don't make you educated okay that makes you a manipulator and there's a big difference you understand what I'm saying to you and Monique this dual this dual uh, uh, multiple personality situation that you have and this is why I call it that because on stage it's very much so oh, tell Lee Daniels Oprah Winfrey fuck that apology they can suck my dick all of that but then when you around daddy you demure and all of that bitch who are you really that's what I have a problem with don't sit here and, and here's the thing I don't think Shalon personally purposefully meant for it to be a trigger for everyone but he I'm not going to lie when I say that the brother touched the nerve and I respect him for that because 
do to anything else. What he is saying to you is, mother, don't leave me as a shadow in in, in all of your shit and, and then trot me out when it's convenient. You know what I'm saying to you? Because now it's the convenience of after D.L. Hughley has said something, now you have a convenience that you now want to decide to say, oh, you know, there's, there's four, but I'm, I'm strained from a one. Yeah, because he already, he already put your business out there. Continue. Interests, you know, obviously seemed one-sided and as it should have been. Um, by that time, I'm in my late teens, so to some degree, the, <laughs> excuse me, the neglect becomes easier to hide or validate, I guess you could say. There are now two baby boys in the house, you know, that require attention. Um, but still during that time, however, I still watched her enjoy the love and admiration of total strangers more than my own. Uh, to this very day, my mother has never expressed to me when, if ever, um, she became interested in me as her son. That did lead me down a path of questioning my self-worth and struggling to understand the value of a mother in a child's life. In the interview, she also states that she gave me an apology. But an apology to a son from a mother that consciously showed no interest in him holds no weight. Um, there are still women to this day. Uh, that my mother will give credit to for being more of a mother to me than she ever could. Her assistant, my cousin, being one of them. Um, every time, though, that my mother would state that she was right here whenever I was ready, um, that ideology still blows my mind today that a person could openly admit to being an un... Oh, okay, I had to I had to go through the pause one more time. Hold on one second, y'all. I'm gonna take this sip because that's an important part. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, Sistrin, Sistrin Monique, come to come to come to the come to the front. How dare you? How dare you? Let me tell you something. When shit ain't right. And I'm going to go over my family dynamic after he finishes this. But when shit ain't right in my family, my mama and my mom, my mother, my, my mother, my father and my stepmother. And what would have been my step, my stepfather, God rest his soul. All will pull me up and pull me to the side first. And even allow me to speak my peace. In order for me to be the fully fledged adult that I am. I ain't saying that all of the all four people those that I have mentioned ain't got some shit with them. But what I will say is that they have shown consistent love and that as an adult, they have I won't say that they have never because this, this is going to be a part that I do need to talk about. But they have always pulled to the full forefront and said, hey, what's up? Do we need to talk? What's going on? You know what I'm saying to you? And I'm going to explain a little bit about that a little bit further, too, because I have to get into that because this is where his trauma triggered me as well. And I understand him 100 percent. Interested, not put my best foot forward type of parent and be so self-centered that they still express to the kid. You have to come to me when you ready. You got to come to me for us to make this right. Okay. why would that even be the case? Why should a child, a child is being raised and reared up in the way of the parent. How should a child have to come to you to make something right when they didn't ask to be here? 
What what are we talking about? Um, I'm not sure what my mother could possibly think that she has shown me in the past or have for me now that's not money, goodness gracious, that would make me want to come to her or or whatever that whatever those feelings are supposed to be. Um, a mother is supposed to be the first woman that a boy falls in love with. Uh, I and vice versa for a daughter. Much. Uh, but my mother and loved things more than she loved me. And she would validate her love for me by giving me things and would proceed to call me ungrateful or inconsiderate if said things did not have the desired effect. Um, I couldn't imagine what it's like to be her, though, uh, to ask God for what you want. And then he gives you what you need, though, only for you to ignore it and have the audacity to ask God for something else. And um, I'm glad I don't, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't do that. Um, and when he told you no, uh, you went to the universe instead. Um, by no means, though, do I want to give off any type of an impression that I am a victim of, of anything. Um, I, it's not the case. As you can see, I'm smiling from ear to ear. And, um, and he I'm alive, is. I'm happy, I'm a dad. Um, I'm healthy, I think. <laughs> I drink a lot of water. I'm getting over a cold now. Um, you know, I still have my days just like everybody else. And, you know, there were a few things that she did teach me along the way. Uh, I did learn how not to love from my mother. Um, I also learned to make sure that I never lose so much of who I am that I have to validate it through another person. Um, and though I feel as though, you know, in hindsight, you know, I think. And you know what? That that part right there, I'm sorry, I had to stop one more time. That part right there is actually massively important. I remember I remember saying to my mother, and I believe this wholeheartedly, I said, Mommy, thank you so much for teaching me how to love and how to be loved. And her response to that was, she said, you know what, but that's always been in you. And I said, damn, but you recognize that. And so my mother... Even from the times where I kind of... There'll be times where I feel like, oh, you don't see me, you don't see me. I know my mama see me. I know my mama see me. And that's all anybody wants. I remember when um, DMX died. And I said to... If you go back on one of the interviews, I said to Trigger that a a boy searches for his mother's love and his father's approval. And that boy... This boy is telling you that he ain't getting the love. You know what I'm saying to you? And he no longer gives a shit about the approval. She did it reluctantly. I do appreciate my mother, you know, for showing me what the top of the mountain looks like. You know what I'm saying? It did give me perspective on what hard work and dedication can get you, but I don't want something like that at the cost of giving up something that I created. I don't want it that bad. And speaking of creations, I genuinely truly i really did want my mother to have a relationship with my daughter um i even fought through those intrusive thoughts that were if she wasn't interested in you what makes you think she's going to be interested in your kid um but it took my mother no time at all to prove that those intrusive thoughts were correct um but what i can say good for her the universe did uh you know bless her with three other sons bless her with three other sons and god willing 
um, you know, I'm sure that one of them, all three of them are adults now. So I'm sure that all, you know, one of them, God willing, if not all three of them, will make her the grandmother that she wants to be. Um, I'm, I look for, I still look forward, you know, to that moment for her. Um, but overall, when it comes to the boys, though, uh, I am happy that whenever they do hear me talk, sorry, my phone did something weird, but no, but whenever they hear me talk, um, they don't know what it is. They can't, they can't relate to what it is that I'm saying. My experience with my mother is not their experience. Okay. And I want to touch on that. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, and this is why I think that Shalon is not fabricating just for the sake of fabricating. I feel as though he is tired of, and I, Shalon, I'm speaking for you and, and brother, I know you have spoke so eloquently that I, I, I can't even imagine. Um, but I do say, um, that that is what we do. We do get, we do get different eras of our parents. Now, if you are an only child or you are the first child, you get different stages. I have walked in many different stages of my mother's life with her and defended her through rights, wrongs and indifference. And she has done the same for me. I see where, where that, that is the thing that the other boys would not get the Monique that he got, you know, you know what I'm saying? And we all change and we all grow and things happen, but if at the core he is still feeling abandoned, you as a mother, it is your job, it is your duty, it's your sacred bond to make that right. So I agree that yes, the the other three boys may be getting a different Monique than Shalon ever got, and I can and I can attest to that. With our mother, uh, so my prayer for her and them is that they continue to see her the way that they see her now. Um, I do also want to make sure that I say thank you to my mother for giving me life. Without that moment in time, I wouldn't have had my little one. But outside of that moment, there isn't anything that either of us that either of us has to offer the other. Um, in my opinion, it's a waste of God's time and the universe's time for praying for something that you were not willing to put forth any effort to obtain. Uh, putting the work into becoming Monique is more important to my mother than being my mother. And I do not believe that it was it was never about her being there and waiting for me but it was supposed to be about me being there and waiting for her um my mother's value had reached such a low point in my life that i no longer found it necessary to either want to wait for her or even go to her um but like i said man i'm super grateful that she has the opportunity to do it all over again you know i'm happy for her. i hope the cat williams tour goes well but you know the narrative that she prays for us to reconcile is a false narrative it's not real not appreciated if she stopped saying stuff like that mm. 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 I, I i don't know if y'all muffin caps is back blue but when i tell you that shalon jackson he is show nomad that show underscore nomad dad on tiktok and did a 10 minute video on tiktok about that i believe that let me let me explain something uh about my household so i i guess i can put it into perspective for y'all so um and, and 
it's so much love in this house that I'm so grateful for. Um, and, and just kind of showing it. Okay. So my dad had four children, four different children, four different women, um, out of, out of wedlock. Uh, one was conceived out of wedlock, but was by the time she was born, they were married, uh, which is my stepmother who I love to this day. Um, and, um, I, in the mix of that, um, so he had four children. My stepmother at the time had two, and now they have one together. Um, and then in addition to that, just in the time, I'm just speaking in the time of growing up, um, my stepmother's sister had passed. And so my stepmother adopted her children, adopted or inherited, um, and made sure that they were not split up and that they were all together which is an amazing thing and even still doing it down to this day where you know she has my cousin's children okay cool um but even in that house even when that happened when my dad had uh i think what two it was two yeah two of his sisters passed and she ended up and they ended up with three more children plus an extra you know plus an extra child so you're talking about and then my stepmother also had like Let's do the math. So my stepmother at the time had her two boys, plus then she ended up with, um, well, one doesn't count, but if you, I say, so four of, four out of her five children, because one was a little bit more adult at the time. So you're talking about seven there. Plus he also had four. Four, so that's twelve. Then they had one together. So it's about like thirteen of us with two adults in one house. What the hell? So, but it was a lot of fun, a lot of love. You know, I I stayed with my mother, my my uh, brother who is around the same age as me because we're all close. We're so super close in age. It is ridiculous. Like. My half sister is 40. I'm 40. My brother is 40. My other brother is like 38. You know, my uh, youngest brother is 33. My youngest sister is 24, 20, about to be 25. Like, so we are very, you know, very close in age, all except for my sister, because there's like a huge, like 16 year gap at that particular point. Um, but I say all of that to say, we had such a lovely family dynamic, even on the outskirts of it. Um, and I, and I definitely have felt I've had my black sheep moments on more of my mother's side than my father's side, uh, of the family. Um, but even with me being an only child and my mother being in a relationship with someone for a long period of time, one of the biggest things that he said to me and to us as his children as as to his children was we don't step and by that means that's your sister that's your brother regardless of uh, of what the real dynamic is we don't step so even though quote unquote to give a perception so you know kind of where it is like that's my stepbrother that's my brother brother that's my stepsister that's my sister that's my half sister that's my sister sister you know what i mean so um, when they get to this point of not allowing 
not putting Shalon. So, so yeah, when they get to this point of like not putting Shalon in the dynamic of, um, of the family, I can see how that can sting. You know what I'm saying? So I won't even go into what they ended up responding to because I really want to get into more of what Shalon said in the second one. But I will say this. Because he he brings out some really good points, so Monique and Sydney get onto their platform or whatever, and they begin to do the song and dance that they always do. Um, or you know what? Let me before I go into that, let me double, let me circle back to what I was saying. Um, I'm gonna circle back to that, and then I will come back to this this Monique and Sydney thing. So, with our family dynamic being so big and so strong, it, it it's been so much love but the we don't step thing is the biggest thing that I ever took out of my life my whole life like it is the biggest biggest thing these people that I call my brothers and my sisters I can call them anytime text them anytime and vice versa and they can do the same to me and even if they're my cousins I still do the same thing and try to reach out to as many of them as I possibly can and I do it on a day to day basis because we show love but that was to keep the, the family dynamic I remember when my dad and I um, we were estranged for four years and that was on my regard and I will put myself out there like that. That was on my regard. Me and my dad had a lot. My dad had a lot of shit with him. And I love him to this day. I know who he is. I know what role he plays in my life. And he still stands as that man and that figure in my life. Because what he taught us was, even in his dysfunction, was how to be a man. How to step to the plate how to marry, how to be married, how to stay married, even though he got divorced. But you know what I'm saying? How to live in that. And part of that was I had to get to a point where where I'm like, if you are unhappy, you cannot live the rest of your life being unhappy. That is not a thing. You You are here for a finite time and you have to be, you have to be able to be happy. So I get to this point with him where I'm like I've not I've noticed a trend and I noticed it for a while and I don't know if he was purposefully doing it and he may or may not have ever noticed it and I didn't and I was never able to really articulate and speak up and I'll be honest I've had this conversation with cousins before where I'm like yo y'all have to realize something we did not have the verbiage prior to that we do now we don't know we didn't know how to speak the way that we do now to our parents then but now that we do we do have the the verbiage to say this what you're what you have done to me is not right so for four years i felt very much so like i was an option and not a priority and i and i couldn't move in that way for a, for a while so you have to talk about like i want to say it had to be every bit of like the vast, like right before the pandemic, like 2019, all the way up until um, 2022, maybe 20, even right before that, I'm sorry, 2016, 17 to, yeah, to about, yeah, about, about that time frame, about 2016, 2017 to up to maybe like 2022. Um, <laughs> we, um, 
you know, we really didn't see eye to eye and, and I needed the space to grow. I felt like, yo, when it came to the things I, I accomplished, the things I needed, you know, I wasn't getting what I needed. And I was like, yo, I don't, I don't want to work on this relationship where it, where it's just so one-sided. And I was like, you know what? Better yet, let me set a boundary. Whether you know what a boundary is or not for a person, when they set it, they set it and they show you more than they can tell you. And I was like, you know what? I don't have nothing else to say. I was like, I didn't have nothing else to say to him. The catalyst for that begot when a loved one passed and I knew that I had no other choices. And and, and it's fucked up to say, well, damn, did, that's, that's just automatically how that worked no but I had no other choices because the reason that I had no other choices was there was no way for me to go there and stand in front of family and then tell them well why are you not talking to your to your father because nobody of that age generation would have understood that me being a priority and not an option was the way in which I wanted to move forward in my life and my relationship with him I also didn't have the techniques and the energy to to convey that to him well, and that was my fault. And that was the fault that I will always continue to play. But there were four years of my life where I said, you know what, I can't fuck with him. I can't rock with him. I'm not here for him, whatever that is. And I, I also didn't push that agenda off onto my siblings, you know, that are younger than me. I stand as the oldest male so I was like you know what I'm not going to do that I'm going to bury that it, you know what I'm saying I, but I also noticed that it showed up in things that I did it showed up in my work it showed up in different in different places it showed up in even a way in which I would address other men to not be able to look men in the eyes because I felt some level of insecurity so all of those things not his fault not all of his fault but but a big part of his but a big part of it was his problem showed up in the way in which I presented and presented to the world. So when Shalon does this and, and has this particular set of isms, I hear him. I understand that. I, I too am that in, in, in a certain kind of way felt like that child for a moment. You know what I'm saying? But to get past it, my father and I did have to have a conversation. And in that conversation, in in a part of it where I'm still being Troy and I'm being a Leo and I'm being I'm like fuck this in my mind I'm I'm, now I'm really like fuck this what does nigga gotta say he can't ever say nothing he really actually flipped my mind and made me think like and showed and not even just words and not the verbiage and he didn't gaslight me and, and he tried believe you me he tried because he, he sat back and said the feelings are not facts which is true but you will never negate the way in which I feel, especially when you're talking about a relationship, because the way that you perceived it was never the way that in which I perceived it. And the, the issue beyond that is as a child, I'm living it. I'm living that experience. So I need you to validate that I'm living that experience. I'm look, I'm always going to look for that validation. You're my parent. That is what that is what it's there. That's what you should be there for. So we get to I'm dry mouth because this shit is making me mad. Hold on. Um mm. We get to Monique and her husband, and I'm going to summarize that because I would love to get to Shalon's part two. Um we get to Monique and her husband and they 
have to address it. They address it within less than 24 hours, and then the next day they throw out receipts, allegedly. So they end up addressing this issue, and they address the issue with gaslighting him again. And on top of that, they not only address the issue with gaslighting him, they go ahead and talk about the one thing that he talked about that we just heard. Money. This is one thing for sure and two things for certain. As my name stands as it is, this is the reason that I would never ask anyone to do anything anywhere, anytime for me like that. And that that is a hard pill to swallow because at some point, You do need people to do things for you or you do need help. But this becomes the black parent that I have an issue with when you hold shit above your child's head, regardless of their age. And Sydney did most of the talking in that goddamn sit down because they feel as though they always have to sit down with the black community. Let me tell y'all something. This is a real shit that I honestly 100% believe every goddamn person that tell, talks to you in a certain kind of way is is not a representative, a representative or a delegate for the black community it is not it is not black is an experience every black don't look the same your story is not my story okay I, I don't I don't understand why we need to rally around because see here's the thing what Monique wants you to do is rally around when her money ain't right. What Monique wants you to do is to make Shalon out to be the villain because this is what it sounds like. What Monique wants you to do is have respectability politics but has none when it comes to what she does on that motherfucking stage. Make it make sense. So, I literally just had to go back and I felt like I need to have, I I didn't I didn't know that I needed this until today. Today's Valentine's Day. I'm working. Um I didn't know I needed this until today. However, Shalon came back and uh he don't sound the same. I just want to point that out there. So I'm gonna let Shalon speak about it. I'm just gonna get straight to it. Hi, I'm Shalon. <laughs> so I find it unique that my video was in response to my mother and not her husband, but yet he still had the most to say, which isn't uncommon. I also find it unfortunate that my mother does not seem to speak on her own. The only two worlds that I know where daddy is used is for children speaking with their fathers and women acknowledging their pimps. Oh, wow. Her husband starts off by literally doing the very thing that I said that they would do, which honestly kind of made me feel as though their response was ironic because they validate my original video. Either A, she has some newfound moment of clarity or... I'm going to stop him right there because as you can tell, this brother done went off. He said, I don't give a fuck. Y'all did exactly what I thought you would do and worse. And, and he, he, he don't, he, his cold is gone. Oh, glory. The cold, the cold is gone. Jesus. 
B, she retreats back to daddy. In her retreat back to him, though, he does not acknowledge what I did say, but instead begins to create a new narrative of things that I did not say, which negates the effects of a response video. The two of you essentially created a new video rather than actually respond to what was actually said. You also brought up my father. My father, though, is not doing interviews talking about me. In quick regards to the three sons comment, under the context in which your husband was speaking, by your rationale, Ma, he should have easily had no problem saying four sons, especially since you say he knew me before I knew me. The two of you can sometimes <clears throat> come off as seekers of weak levels of empathy from others while at the same time hmm. sidestepping any accountability that one may need to take to attempt to address what I said to another man while also trying to make your wife victim number one has nothing to do with you my father did not need you to speak for him you're her daddy not his my mother has been speaking on our relationship for years so to imply that only one side of a story was told when there are several articles and interviews throughout the internet discussing my strained relationship with her filled with quotes from your wife speaking directly about me while also providing vague context and downplaying the impact of an uninterested mother i am 33 years old and have had ample opportunity to go to the media and tell some BS story. I'm going to stop him right there I, I, real quick. That was another thing that pissed me off. Sydney Hicks, don't nobody give a shit. Don't nobody give a flying fuck turd that you helped this boy to get a car. Let me explain something to you, okay? Black people, if knowledge is power, knowledge is knowledge. If you have the knowledge to be able to hustle or negotiate to get a car, that's what you do. I have worked in the car industry before. I have done it. I can still do it. I can do it with my motherfucking eyes closed and I did it for two years. And then the game ain't motherfucking change. Now the money a little higher, <laughs> but the game ain't changed. So, Sydney, you did nothing of a real caliber. And other than y'all giving him, quote, unquote, $10,000 for the money, and he'll, he'll discuss that in a moment. Here's the thing. You gave. And it was, and, and $10,000 didn't hurt your pockets when you were already getting deals from motherfucking, I'm sorry, after the fact. You're, you're now getting deals from motherfucking Netflix. So, the, the pocket for $10,000 was a drop in the bucket. And nobody is saying that they, he's just gunning after the money for it. But you held the money over his motherfucking head and along with his age. And he's going to talk more about it, but I'm upset. And I can't fuck with it. It's too bad. For a BS amount of money, but instead I am on TikTok expressing my feelings for free. If the two of them were paying attention, I literally explained in my first video why I am responding using TikTok. And I should not have to repeat myself. My mother also states, there are some people that are saying, oh, you should be ashamed of your mothering skills. You should be ashamed of yourself. This is what I say. Hey, he wrote that Let's shit let down. it play out. Because the same ones that were saying, oh, I was crazy. I was deranged. We watched it play out. So just like with my son, we're going to watch this play out. First of all, who the hell is we if it ain't you and I reconciling our relationship? Our relation- who the hell is is we if it is not you and I that are going to reconcile the relationship who is we who is we people this is the same woman that told y'all that wearing the bonnet in the airport is tacky but now you don't give a fuck about respectability politics aha uh-huh. okay mm-hmm. 
shit. Second of all, it's power in a word. Nobody is playing, but I can understand why you would use that word specifically. As you stated in the Club Shay Shay interview, you had the mentality of a 15-year-old child. You required a man to raise you, and you were acting like a little girl. These are your words. It doesn't matter what context I have them in. This is how you thought of yourself as a grown adult who was someone's mother. Last time I checked, Monique fans, a 15-year-old grown adult who acts like a child but is in search of their daddy, they don't typically make efficient parents. But hey, I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. On a more serious note, to sit there and allow your daddy to address my mental health in a weak attempt to pass my response off as a moment is disturbing mm -hmm. and insulting to those of us who do have mental health issues. The way I presented myself was no different than my mother and her daddy presented themselves when addressing Theo Hughley. And her I'm gonna stop you, Shalon. There is a difference. Yours was better. Precious sweet babies ate it up. DL is wrong because he's so loud. Mo and Daddy are right because they're so calm. But I, for some reason, don't get the same energy. To simply try to call me crazy is dis I wanna circle on that real quick. Oh, Shalon, you just it's too much. It's too much. That is a thing. In two things can be two things can be true at the same time. One just because you are loud and rah, 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 doesn't make you right. Two, just because you calm, cool, and collected doesn't mean that all of your thoughts are together. And in turn, you can still make a fool out of yourself if you are not clear and concise. Now, Monique love us for real, but uh, Shalon love us for real, for real, Okay. Missive and cowardice. Attacking somebody's mental status is a clear sign that you have zero to stand on. Furthermore, what kind of person still has a text message from their Come wife's on, son that is over two years old Glory. still on their phone saved just for the purpose of re-showing it to him? What I specifically remember about that message is that at the end of it, you said something along the lines of, if you don't respond, I understand. I could care less about what your message was about, but for you to, for you to, to say in the message, if you don't respond, I understand, why was it then that when you and I did speak, after that message was sent, the first question out of your mouth is, hey, man, how come you didn't respond to my text message? I found that to be very unique. Because you were planning to use the text message to gaslight him if he got out of line, which is exactly what happened. And that's exactly what you did. But I did not need an explanation on how to speak to women or how to listen to women. That was not what that situation was about. It was My not. mother showed me how conceited she is in that situation that you were referring to. For a woman to villainize the actions of her son for being a man and a father to his new family simply because she had not heard from him in two days as though her phone was broken and she could not check on me. Because last time I checked... Okay, real quick. Uh, I want to interject one more time. This, this me. Um, that's a big thing. I want people to understand. I really want to put that out there. Okay, because I, I, last time I checked, I paid my T-Mobile bill, and uh, it worked. And y'all heard it work quite frequently because shit went off. Um, and it's is it on Wi-Fi? Oh, it is on Wi-Fi now. But still, that's not the point. Um, but how? <laughs> however, uh, my bill gets paid every month. And which means, okay, for those that don't know how the phones work, I receive calls and I make them. Let's try that one more time. I receive glory, glory to God. I receive the calls and I make them. 
Mm-hmm. So that's what Shalon is trying to tell y'all. He received the calls and he made them. What the fuck happened to your phone? I don't understand. I was a new parent. I didn't get a new house. I didn't go on vacation. I didn't just get a new game system. I had a baby. And in those two days that you did not hear from me, that you did not hear from me, I was handling my business as a man and a father. But I'll mm. assume your phone and the phones of those around you were all broken, which why, which I wanted to believe was the reason why you did not respond to a message from your son expressing his concern over some bumps that your grandchild had on her back. You would later make it your business to tell me that you got the message and chose not to respond because her other grandmother is a nurse damn the fact that she is also your blood and shout out to nana my baby girl loves her some nana mm. the statement about money and then stating don't let nobody introduce me to you what the it's fuck not did a that competent mean? statement to make because it wasn't a complete sentence nor did the two things correlate with each other and when did you have the time to introduce yourself to a son that you weren't interested in and didn't do the best job you could do I'm starting to think that you're not hearing yourself to address money. You gave me, you did, you gave me $10,000 for a down payment on a car. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you again. Thank you. My girlfriend and I were already prepared to put our money together and get a car. You and your husband called us one day and stated that y'all were going to give us $5,000 for a down payment. We said, okay. You then called us back a day or two later and stated that you would be giving us $10,000 for a down payment on the car. You and him made the conscious choice to give us that money. We did not ask you for anything, but this is an example of a rich person doing something for you, and because this is, a, excuse me, an example of a rich person doing something for you because they want to do it for you but because not because it doesn't have the desired effect that they want it to have you are inconsiderate and ungrateful but let's take it a step further i eventually would uncover that my mother had left me a utma worth forty five thousand dollars you never brought that account to my attention you claim it was because you forgot that you even set it up in the first place which validates my original point who forgets that they invested forty five thousand dollars into a child that at that time is okay okay hold on hold on shalom shalom hold on hold on hold on shalom um <laughs> monique i need you to step a little closer sis let's step a little closer um so how do you conveniently forget that you have an account for your son for $45,000 but you sat on Beyonce's internet and bitched and complained about them not paying you enough and this is not about digging into our pocket but here's the thing if you understood what the legends were getting and you understood what money is and what it looks like and you had something for your son now all of a sudden you don't have you don't have no recollection and what he says next breaks my motherfucking heart but it's funny how you sat on the motherfucking internet and want us to boycott, bitch. I paid my motherfucking $20 like everybody else. I'm not boycotting shit. Stranger Things was coming on the shit. Fuck that. I was watching the shit. So I'm not doing none of the shit. <laughs> but you you want us to boycott it because agenda bias and, 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 and unfair pay and all of this shit. But money-wise, you unfair. You are being unfair. With your own son. Bitch, please. Only child. When I was homeless. And I oh, let's pause one more time. One more time. Why was he homeless? Why was he homeless? 
sweep around your motherfucking yard before you decide to tell black women that they shouldn't wear bonnets before you decide to tell us that we need to boycott and all of that shit see here's the thing i agree with you when it comes to people need to pay you fairly at your job i 100 percent agree with that they any job i don't give a fuck what you do if you're doing it right you need to get fucking paid for it but i'd be damned if i'm making all of this money and anybody that i love is suffering don't give a fuck you are the parent the buck stops with you and that's the motherfucking problem and here's the thing i wanted to give monique grace and and the reason that i'm flaming is because of shalon thank you shalon we appreciate you, Shalon. You're a grown-ass man, and you said this so eloquently that it is crazy as shit. And if I'm yelling at y'all, I'm so sorry, but I'm so passionate about this because at what point as a parent do you step to the motherfucking plate? You had money for that boy, and the next couple of things that he says are going to throw, I, I promise y'all, you're you going to be mad out how to access the account you said shalon i don't even know what you're talking about and if i did why do you think i would help you after finding mm. out from the mm -hmm. georgia department of revenue that they had been sending me mail to three separate georgia addresses all of which i lived at with you at mm. some point or another for the life of me i can't grasp how those letters managed to slip by so many people at three different locations i did however eventually get access to the money in the brokerage account that you had set up for me with morgan stanley to be fair what you put together for me was amazing especially had i let it sit for a year or two which made it bittersweet that you wouldn't have wanted to help or even educate me on how to manage what i had my blowing through that money is all on me and I have to take my accountability for that, and it's a lesson learned. Sydney stated that the last time that him and I spoke, I wanted to call him Dad. The actual truth is that I wanted to call him Pop. Calling you Uncle Sydney, but my mother calls you Daddy, and the boys call you Daddy. It was getting a little awkward. And yes, for a very short time, I did feel that way about you. But the more things change, the more they stay the same. Oh, black Jesus. <laughs> okay, and so... He eventually goes on to thank everybody for, you know, liking the liking the tweet. I'm sorry, liking the, the TikTok and all of that. Let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> the boy ain't wrong. Now, Monique, if your money went to anything, anything at all, your money went to a well-funded education for this child because if that boy did not speak in and not say all the things that we wanted to say to parents that have done us wrong and he triggered a lot of us he triggered us so much that i'm ready to give y'all this show by the end of the week like i usually would give it on monday and i'm pre-recording this and i'm just like y'all when do you take the accountability you want to pull Tyler Perry up you want to pull Mo, um you want to pull Oprah up you want to pull Lee Daniel you want to pull Lionsgate up and all of those are businesses and entities and IPs within themselves which is fine but when do you clean the trash around your own backyard and we would have known none of this had Shalon said nothing but what does it gain for this young man to continue to be in pain while you you strive and survive 
and people keep saying that it's it's that man that's with you it's that man that's with you and yes is it amazing to see black love in action if that's what you want to call it yes absolutely it is 100% beautiful to see black love in action and as a black man and as a black man that has a husband I'm sorry has a husband (laughs) that is wrong as a husband and a a black man is what I'm saying um (laughs) I understand 100% what it looks like to stand behind your woman I allow her to be who she is I allow her to do what she wants to do and, and reach for the stars at every turn I make sure as her man that those things are done. That even involves cooking, cleaning, and making sure that this house is together and paid for. And I do all of those things. That was something that was not only taught, but it was embedded in me. So you don't always need that love and appreciation from a parent to strive for excellence. But what what I will say is this is the prime example of that black parent that wants you to stay in a child's place or that wants they they clearly come from that old school or holding shit against you. That boy was 30 something years old and that might that hell that could have been his first card. He actually was going to buy off the lot. Sid, thank you for that. Yeah, definitely. You know, thank you for at least guiding him and teaching him or helping him to get that car. But if that came with the cost of, oh, now that you're saying this, don't forget when I did, uh, 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 if I hear don't forget when I did, motherfucker, you can keep it. You can keep that bullshit because I'd be damned. If you want to hold it over my motherfucking head, you can keep that shit. And this is why the relationship, baby, the shit that threw me was when he said that the word daddy is reserved for two people, children or women and they pimps. I said, Jesus, I said, Jesus, <laughs> sweet baby, Jesus. When I tell you, Shalon, thank you for bringing that because I was ready to originally get on here and only throw the apology. And I do. I do apologize to Monique for not standing with her when she was right. She was definitely right there. You deserve that. You are a legend in the game. You do deserve that. But I will not take my foot off your neck of not and I repeat not being a good mother when you had the opportunity to and not amending to that when you call other people to the plate well you know what Monique we're calling you to the plate we are officially calling you to the plate to make that right because you want us to heal as a community well here's the thing those that stand in the truth of healing as a community need to first heal the destruction that they caused and until you do that because I I feel very color purplish until you do right by Shalon everything you think about going to fail. And I mean that. And I mean that. And I mean that not in the sense of, what we have got to stop doing. Let's just say this, and, I, and I'm going to close on this. What we have got to stop doing is holding these people to a motherfucking pedestal that they can never really touch because it's your pedestal that you're holding them on. They can't really touch that motherfucking pedestal. They cannot reach it. 
And the reason being for that is because they are human and they are humans and they are going to make mistakes. Absolutely. goddamn lutely. You, your parents will grow. And, and, and this is why even as hard as I went on Monique right now, I do even want to extend grace. I do want to even extend grace because I understand what forgiveness looks like. I understand what it, what it looks like to be forgiven. And I understand that y'all come from a different generation where you did, you just, you just didn't know. And again, a lot of the things that we've learned and we've done and the way that the culture has been shaped and shifted. I said this before and I will say it again. There is no blueprint. There is no blueprint. We do follow structures from other people, but there is no blueprint on how to make it authentically your own. I think Monique did the best that she could with what she knew. But because you now know better, you do now need to do better. And you need to now, because y'all, not just Shalon, because Shalon brought it to the forefront because he's like, yo, stop acting like I'm not here. And that was the main gist. You need to watch his videos and analyze it the way that you analyze and break everything else. Because here's the thing. There's one thing about somebody that tells the truth and they tell you the truth and they leave their truth on the floor. But to continuously bring that truth up every time that you talk to them, baby, something in the milk ain't clean. Something in the milk is not motherfucking clean. I'm setting my piece. <laughs> At least I think I have. I thank you guys so much for listening. I love y'all. Make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe. Um, I believe that I'm a, I do have to put the last episode up and this new episode will come up. Probably will come up by Monday. Um, if just in case I want to add something else to it, I don't know yet, but I, I think that's pretty much it. Um, shout outs to brother Shalon Jackson. Again, make sure y'all follow him at show underscore nomad dad. Um, just get that brother some love and support because again, like he said, he could have had a million and one times to sell you out for a million and one stories for a million and one dollars, but he didn't do it. And all he is saying is that if you gonna put his name in some shit, stand in it. Stand in what really, really happened. Um, as for me, um, I will be coming back to YouTube and doing the live sooner or later. I'm just working uh, on getting some other things in my life situated. Um, I'm very happy and excited to be back. I'm very thankful for all of the comments um, in in different platforms. Uh, you guys can always engage with me. I really hope that this one becomes a topic that you want to engage with. Um, I do have a lot of thoughts and, and theories and feelings on it. Um, but in retrospect, I love y'all. I, I really, really appreciate y'all. Y'all know where y'all can find me, you know, on all of your social media platforms, all of the things. Um, and um, I think that's about it. But yeah, don't forget fear, false evidence. Uh, well, not that false evidence, because that's some bullshit. But false evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you, um, if you just leave it in your mind. I, I, you know what? I don't. I don't know if that one applies to this one because it's a little off. But anyway, I appreciate y'all and I love y'all. And I'm not gonna say I love you for real because that's some bullshit. Um, but peace.